Okay, here we go. After party 30, we're going to talk about sessions 90, 91, and 92, titled Half-Ass Plan, Forking Paths, and The Lair. All right. Good titles. Good titles all around. I don't think I need to ask where any of those titles came from. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. I was a little disappointed with The Lair. I feel you like it could have been better. Could have had a better title, but like it was so apt to exactly what's happening. I mean, you, yeah, you figured out that you, I mean, you confirmed that it's the Kraken's lair in that episode. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big deal. Maybe really. it should have been the forking lair. <laughs> Not right. after the forking path, though. There's a little too much forking going on there. There's never enough forking. Man, man, that that joke's getting old. <laughs> hey, remember when? Remember when John completely broke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. All right, so we start out. Uh, we start out in Alamar's office with a Shakara dream, right? Yeah. Orgasmic, one might say. Yeah. I wanted to say I felt the wind through my hair, but before I said hair, I realized I don't have hair, and I just kind of trailed off on what my dream was. <laughs> Yeah, that was, was an interesting. Dream? That was an yeah, that was an interesting description, Leland. <laughs> Tell us what was going through your mind when you described this orgasmic fe- feeling. Where are we getting orgasmic from? That's what Leland said. If you go back and listen, you can now. If you go back and listen to when I first first met Dendar, when when I first decided to become a warlock. If you go back and listen to that now, it will it will all make sense. <laughs> well. The orgasmic under- part? <laughs> you'll, you'll know why, but I don't know if it'll make sense, but you'll know why. All I know is John said he had to get himself uh, a brand. I know. A, a brand. brand. Look, yeah. The, yeah, the listener will be dialed in and in tune with Shakara's orgasmic experiences. All right. It doesn't need to make sense for the three of you. It makes sense for Emily, myself, and the listener. We're sharing this yes. orgasmic experience. The three of you are not Perfect. meant to be part of it. So, I think there's a word for for that when there's when there's four of us more than two people. <laughs> well, I mean, with 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 listener, it's a menage a many. I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're off to a good start tonight, folks. <laughs> well, these these three episodes was like a string of showcase Shakara and all of these new abilities that she's she's been granted. Like it was like. One after the other, like Shakar's like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, I got that covered. Yeah. It's okay. I can do that. <laughs> it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. She's like, oh, I can see. <laughs> yeah, so you see, taking more than one level of warlock pays off. <laughs> that felt pointed. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. <laughs> I mean, I think if Bill had a choice, he wouldn't have taken any level, level of warlock. So, well, uh, Bill had a choice. I did, yeah. 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 To die or take a level of war? No, 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 no. Okay, I never, I went, never went back. I, in I don't life. know if we discussed this on mic or not, but I think there would have been um, a potential opportunity, whether it would have been successful or not. I don't know, but it, there would have been space provided for Falzerin to potentially be rescued and get out of Izzy's grasp before before he got. Uh, Had you not taken her offer, uh, an offer you couldn't refuse. There would have been consequences, right? What I mean, ultimately, what would happen in that fight was by the time the party got there, one, you would have been much weaker, and two, there probably would have been more fully formed flesh golems more quickly, as well. Mm. So that fight in general would have been more difficult had you tried to hold out against 
what she was trying to do kind of thing. So, yeah. Right. Um, there certainly was a choice. You wouldn't have been outright killed. <laughs> wouldn't have out- Is he, well, okay. Well, if you don't want my offer, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's like, yeah. but I love Eldritch Blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was a, you know, it was a discussion we had a, ahead of time. It wasn't just yeah, sprung sure. on me without any warning. And, Absolutely. Yeah. But it was a terrible deal either way. <laughs> oh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a very poor scenario, yes. And I will remind listener specifically, who was, it? Who was asking that question in Discord? Was it Super it was Dave? Super McDad. Super yeah. McDad. Um, Super Dave. We talked about <laughs> it. Dave. We should start calling him Super Dave. No, like we should that. not. He is, he, is, he is a Dave, but he is not super. <laughs> <laughs> Nor is he a stuntman. <laughs> but uh, I will remind listeners that that entire scenario was what came about through a lot of party decisions and a lot of things that happened before, right? Like there was a chance to avoid that scenario entirely had some things and some events transpired a little differently. All this about taking a second level of Warlock, correct? It's just your second level? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, why would Bill take a second level of Warlock when he is right now currently planning to try to sever that bond with yeah, his no. Yeah, no, it was just because David Dave was asking about it, saying that taking a level warlock seemed pointless for, for Shakara. Oh, and yeah, was, well, you're showing him, I mean. Yeah. I think, I think on Twitter you're like, you're like, wait and see. Hey, yeah, <laughs> take that. Exactly. Give me one more episode and you'll find out. Take exactly. that, Super Dave. <laughs> Not so super after all. <laughs> Shakar is definitely Regular getting Dave. some cool things. Shakar was, Regular I was. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. I was um, listening back to these episodes. Shakar was doing some cool stuff. I was really digging it. Oh, yeah. She wakes up. She can read the entirety of this surreptitious practices. Like, oh, this is what's going down. We got some info here. And then, like, uh, she sees in the dark. She's in magical I only darkness. I see in the dark. I see in magical darkness. Yeah, yeah that's really yeah. sweet. She's fucking hellish rebuking people like crazy. And like, the, uh-huh. Yeah, the the burn. Oh, man, that was that almost like gave me goosebumps. That Simmer. Was so good. <laughs> that was such <laughs> yeah. a good joke. Boil. <laughs> Boil. What's, so what's the name of that ability to be able to see through magical darkness? Um, I will have to look. It's it up. one of the. It's one of the two invocations that you get yeah, to choose yeah. at second level. Yeah. <clears throat> the ability to see through magical darkness. No, there's a name for it. Anyway, it's cool. it's not that big of a deal, but but that is where both of those those abilities be able to read any writing and see in uh, all types of darkness were did come from invocations in which you got access to at warlock level two. Right? It, yeah. it is innocently called Devil's Sight. Ooh. Uh, Devil's Sight. Gotcha. Yeah, I remember reading about that back way back in the day when I first took a level of Warlock. Yeah, when you were looking at contemplating maybe progressing yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one is Eyes of the Runekeeper. I can read Ooh. all writing. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that one. That's very cool. Emily, did you take the Eyes of the Runekeeper just because you knew we needed someone in the party to read Sylvan? Yeah, because he keeps throwing Sylvan everywhere, and none of us can <laughs> read it. I'm like, we need to be able to read this stuff. It's yeah, been since Sylvan. the very beginning that we needed Sylvan. Yeah, it's like since like episode six or something, or session six, I think, where In you first cave. found some Sylvan plans and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Isabella's lair. Lair to lair. Sylvan to Sylvan. It all comes full circle. It's almost as if they planned it that way. Bald Shikara. What? No. 
But I mean, session 90 was a lot of talking, right? Yeah, and, yes. and Shakara is confiding in Falzarin. I go from wanting to kill him to he's my really my only confidant now. It was so cute. Yeah, I really, I really liked that uh, that little bit of role play. That was I'm excited for Falzarin and Shakara to not be at odds so much. <laughs> so that was cool. You're the only one that really can kind of understand sort of what she's going through. I think because you right. also have a patron. I mean, it's a different relationship that you have, and. As I said in the episode, one of these episodes, my patron is better than yours. Um. Nana Nana Boo Boo. <laughs> I got the shaft on my patron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Mia would make of there being a higher power that's not Thor granting people abilities, especially compared to the way that Falzerin's patron is trying to kill him. And uh, Shaft may not be the judgmental type, but still not that close with him so i don't remember that comment um from the first playthrough but like re-listening i i definitely heard your comment like i don't know what mia would think and i was like huh what would mia think yeah exactly mia would uh obviously understand and be aware of other powerful entities that do bestow powers upon their worshipers but specifically this type of entity i mean i i think we've all you've all done checks uh, to figure out what you as characters know about Dendar. We have had that in the past. And Mia's, I believe uh, Mia, based off her role, was certainly aware of the name Dendar um, mm-hmm. and a little bit about kind of what they're about, but doesn't know too much information about them. As, as again, much of much of the teachings and readings in which you partook as, as, as a, a younglin was centered on Thor and Thor-centric, right? Right. Obviously, as a cleric, you have knowledge of the pantheon of gods and other and or other beings. Well, I think that's a good point is like Mia is young. Mia's been away from home for a year. And I think in the year she's been away, her eyes have been opened in different ways. And especially in the things that she's gone through with this party. Like, I don't I think she'd be more open to it now than she ever would have been. Right. Like open to like the abil- possibility that like. You know, other types of power can be beneficial. Yeah, like not, like Thor is not the only benevolent god. Like there could be other good gods or spiritual beings or, you know. Well, I think also Shakara has in the back of her mind that this might not all be on the up and up. She's she's heard things that makes her concerned about... The whole that situation. would concern me more than anything, I think. And I think she's worried not only of, of being judged by Mia, but having to confront those thoughts as well. Well, because I might ask you questions that provoke those thoughts and then that, you're... Yeah, that I won't want to answer. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No, I gotcha. Whereas Falzerin just accepts it. <laughs> I actually really liked the part of that episode while you guys were talking where Shaft and I were learning the manacles. Because I actually felt like it was like really good... I felt like it was good acting. We're like, so you do this. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then this. Yeah, I'm with you so far. <laughs> and then Shaft was going to, were you going to leave it, John, at just not telling me about the magical abilities or what? Oh, no. Um, for how the manacles worked, I think we went over all that, right? Yeah, well, you were like, okay, that's it. And I was like, wait, didn't you say they're magic? And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah, I don't know if I... I mean, the, the point, I think, of the manacles was to, to gain trust with one of you. 
right? Because I could I could let somebody else have this ability. And uh, I think at first Shaft wanted to do it with Falzerin, right? Because he trusts Falzerin the best. But the opportunity presented itself with he didn't really want to be manacled. <laughs> and, uh, and then to go with either you or Shakara, I think uh, from Shaft's perspective, gaining a little bit of trust with you is probably the most important play right now. You're the most powerful. Ooh, thank you. Wow, I'm blushing. Um. I think I think from Shaft's perspective, you are. I mean, every every interaction we've had in battle, you've been able to fly and smash people's heads in with hammers and lightning <laughs> falling. I mean, if you look at it just from that perspective, yeah, you're definitely seem to be the most powerful. I will never forget the the <laughs> Geneva. Geneva head bashing. Oh, Geneva that rip. was so ruthless. Rip Geneva. Well, for sure, John, like, I kind of um, logistically as Elena was like, well, I'm not attuned to anything, so I might as well throw my name in there. But mm-hmm. uh, it story-wise, I mean, I think it's a cool bond between Shaft and Mia. I think that's cool. Yeah. I, I can't still- wait to use them. I say, I think that's a good thing to have in our back pocket. At some point in time, we're going to be separated. Oh, dude, And for sure. uh, we can, you know, play that out when that happens. Absolutely. I, think that I was very good. surprised that Falzer didn't want any part of them. There is there was an instance, I, I don't know if it's already passed and it's been edited out or, or coming up, that Bill misunderstood how they worked and thought the teleportation worked the other way around. Yeah. As in the manacled person was teleported back to you, yeah. not you mm. to them. Um, I don't know if that played into Falls or not really wanting anything to do with them because like – it's a pretty cool ability. <laughs> like it's, it, yeah. it can very well come in, come in handy. Yeah, it definitely is. It's, it's basically a teleport spell built into them. So, which is very powerful. Yeah. If Shaft would have been able to find a crew member on the, uh, the boat to shackle, then uh, he'd be on the boat with Grimby right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Bye Shaft. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all I wanted was something. So if I put it on somebody that was big or small, they were going to adjust to the size that, because I thought that makes them a lot more, uh, um, you know, beneficial to me, no matter what I'm trying to capture. But then when he threw in the teleportation and everything on top of it, which I didn't know anything about, I thought, wow, this is, I can use this in all kinds of ways, right? Yeah. Same way we use Pass Without a Trace really is to be able to sneak someplace and hide. Nobody can follow you. Nobody can track you. But we basically use it as a plus 10 to stealth. Exactly. You yeah. you are always the chasers <laughs> with Pass Without a Trace, not being chased yeah and, and right. trying to does, escape does pass without a trace um like the name would suggest cover up all of your tracks yeah absolutely yeah oh man we purpose. we should be using like we should have used that when i first went to the trident drop trident triton drop <laughs> <laughs> tritons, tritons carry tridents, tridents yeah. <laughs> unique new york yeah the very first time you went there yeah, theoretically, it should have been you and Shaf moving without Pass Without Trace, so no one could yeah. follow you. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that would have been yeah. a that would have been a really good uh, a good idea for sure. I'm not used to using the spell in the right way. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. I also didn't realize at the time how many uses you had per day, which is pretty. I think you said well, five. As a ranger, That's... he has spell slots. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I'm at right now, but I had on my oh, sheet. I, I mean, I really don't do much except. Hunter's Mark. You're potentially using up Hunter's Mark uh, ability as well if you were to use Right. Gotcha. 
We all got them spell slots. Now. Yeah, that's one thing that we are really terrible about is keeping track of concentration because Hunter's Mark requires concentration. So every time Shaft gets hit, he should be rolling for that Hunter's Mark because right. Hunter's Mark is yeah, always right. active. We don't do um, that. And in many cases, he, like it could burn through some of his resources more quickly that way too. That's yeah. true. I feel like you're good about concentration for other people like Falzerin or Mia, but... It, the Hunter's Mark, for sure, it gets lost. Honestly, though, I forget concentration on Falsey's Flaming Sphere, like, yeah. almost every time he casts it. In that first Anchor fight, completely forgot about him maintaining concentration. Um, there was actually even okay. a part in that fight that was edited out. Um, I think we forgot a damage roll on something, and I'm like, well, it kind of balanced out because I keep forgetting to get Falls Interval yes. concentrate. Like, yeah. there was an instance of that. Yeah, it, it's Fine. difficult so to keep track of. so it's just targeted at Mia and her concentration on her storm. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. It's fine. Well, it's important. I mean, <laughs> your storm's pretty damn powerful. I know. I think that's why he targets me and remembers But it. realistically, those concentration checks are not something that I should be keeping track of. It's the onus should be on you as players to keep track of. And obviously, I can serve as a backup to make sure it's it's maintained and kept up. Because it's less, for Hunter's Mark especially, it's less about the damage output that Chaff can do and more about eating through some of his resources for extended days where there are many multiple combats. And that's something we spoke about last after party about uh, myself uh, uh, concerning encounter crafting, right? And, And needing to put you through the ringer because of the amount of power the four of you have at these higher levels, right? So that's really what is important about it and, and maintaining that and keeping on top of that. Now, I'm going to put that on my memory sheet that at the beginning of my turn, if I have Hunter's Mark, check for uh, concentration. Is that a saving throw? It is a con saving throw, yeah. So being next to Shikara, up front with Shakara <laughs> yeah. definitely benefits in maintaining that concentration. Absolutely. So I'm like picturing Shakara in the middle and Shaft and Mia like arms interlocked <laughs> like, all right, guys, <laughs> let's do this. Focus! Shakara's just yelling, Focus! <laughs> And then burn. Alternately focus and burn. (laughs) You were good in the uh, Hydra fight with my concentration on Bless. I mean, come on. Uh, Yeah, but that's only because we, that Hydra fight, like the, you know, when Hydra and the water elementals showed up at the end of 91, that was a break of one of our play sessions. And then the rest of that fight we picked up on a new play session. That was uh, the only reason that I remembered concentration right it's because like if we were still in the middle of that that battle and i i'm sure i would have forgotten to get you to make a check absolutely would have forgotten just because like i had that like that respite right that brief gap in which i could compose more of my thoughts and reflect on what had already happened and focus on what was about to happen and coming up kind of thing right because it's very easy in the middle of a combat with a ton of stuff going on for all of us to forget something, right? Yeah. I mean, even um, with Evard's Black Tentacles, I completely blanked on that being difficult terrain as well. So the four of you were able to basically just break free and run right out of it um, without taking up twice as much movement to move through it, right? Which would have ca- caught, I think, maybe only a couple of you in the back of that tunnel. Right, you you would have been in it for one more round, having to make another check, kind of thing. But whatever, it is what it is. So back in ninety, we had uh, we saw some of the the dead elders and the dead encanters, and we had a discussion about whether or not to loot their bodies. Essentially, 
I thought it was more check for pertinent information. <laughs> so whether or not to check to see if they had anything on them that we would be interested in. Like an ebony wand, for example. <laughs> it was a it was a multi-purpose checking for a dead body for stuff, right? I mean, I think I even said to the guys, hey, they may have had some information that we were looking for and just went ahead and did it. I honestly think they never had a chance to do anything, to have any input in any of it, because Jadiva never told them what was going on, and then they were dead. Yeah. I feel really sad for them. Yeah, poor Sybil just clutching her ebony wand. Oh, yeah, they they got backstabbed like the rest of the yeah. city, and, and you all did, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If you could think of like what, what makes the most sense in the chain of events on this, this coordinated attack right on the city, uh, it makes the most sense that the people that would be most likely to have the power and or want to interfere with what's going on would be the elders, right? So eliminate that possibility even well before you're attacking the 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 anchor points kind of thing right so yeah yeah was kind of this like culmination of quick events that if you get blindsided you're dead right yeah and then but like those are events that i know i know we've i keep saying this but like when that dome came up like you, you the four of you could have been anywhere if you were in this like you could have been in the keep like maybe you were could have still been snooping around in the keep and obviously, then that chain of events, is, as far as how that fight goes, turns out completely differently. And maybe some elders are still alive because of your inter your intervention Ugh. in some of those, right? Don't put that on us. You're killing me, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, and you guys don't know about that wand yet either. I think I no, saw that. No, none of us saw my... it. Yeah, yeah, it was a very good sleight of hand, absolutely. I uh, Yeah, I specifically rolled to see if I could see it, and I didn't roll it well enough. I hope Shaft... I think Shaft feels that this one might work better than the last. <laughs> well, you've never seen it do anything, though. She's only That's ever true. just been holding it, so you mm-hmm. don't even know what it does. I mean, it's interesting, really, to think, what does a wand do and how do you know how to use it, right? It's a powerful thing. It's valuable as far as Shaft's concerned. Maybe not necessarily. It's it's a last resort that he can pull yeah. out of his pocket. Yeah. But really, it's more, this could be very valuable. Well, the question is: Is does Shaft does Shaft want to wait until it he's in a last resort situation to bust out a wand that may yeah, has or no may idea what's not help him, or does he want to practice sometime when no one's around and Do see? Do you what think it does? Shaft practices anything? <laughs> he should. Yeah, I, I don't think that's in the forefront. We've not had time to sit down and think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's purely just bag it at this point yeah i don't know though i feel like uh in, in these episodes like this if there were was a space to to take some of that time like now would have been it right like it, now would have been the best time in a long time to take a bit of extra not obviously it's not necessarily r and r but like to dive into some things because uh, i mean i'm sure a lot of you feel like that you have very few answers here. Hmm. And that obviously reflects on some of the plans that are some of these half-assed plans that are being made because you have half-assed information. So it's really not that the plans don't suck because the four of your characters are shit at making plans. It's because they're the best that you can make on what you know kind of thing, right? Right. Yeah. Gathering the information is the important thing, but the way you have to do that is is by 
going, right? Yeah. Which is which is what Shaft's character is. Uh, you know, let's go see what we run into and then deal with it at the time. And then as you gain information, you can make better decisions. Yeah, and I think Shakara just wants to run out and attack stuff. Just just point <laughs> me in a direction and I'll go I'll go hit it. <laughs> I mean, I think that's why Mio was so frustrated with the plans. They were terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible plans. Yes. And this yes, is not just <laughs> Mia, this is Elena. I mean, standing at the top of the Knowledge Center looking out, right? I think we all would be completely crazy to be like, all right, frontal assault, let's go. Well, we were never going to go frontal assault, though. That wasn't... We were. Right. That was the idea. No, no. we were going to no. infiltrate and take out the leaders. But that I agree, that's still a terrible plan. Because yes. eventually you, you then have to get, find your way back out from the middle of a small army. Frontal assault means going up to the gate and, and standing there facing everybody and starting attacking. We were yeah. going to go around behind and try and sneak Actually, sneaky. We were gonna try. Infiltrate and, and kill yeah. their leaders, which is a better plan, but still an awful And then one. most likely die after we did that, but hopefully exactly. we would kill exactly. enough of them first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean It was frustrating. Yeah, to Elena's point though, like that actually that was something that Dreg Dreg brought up, like going on the offensive. Uh which yeah. It's definitely not Dreg's forte, and I think he spoke as much in the episode, but there's a there's a there's a you get to a point where being defensive is a sunk cost fallacy almost, right? Like it, like it's just a matter of time. Exactly. Right? You're just in, delaying the inevitable action needs to be taken. Absolutely. Yeah. Heracleon's under siege. Eventually they're gonna run out of air. You know, Eventually water, they're gonna run out air, of air food, because what? the smoke was not escaping. Right. I'm sorry, the smoke was not escaping. <laughs> escaping. <laughs> uh, well, in general, I just, I hadn't felt that frustrated in ever as Mia. I have felt that as Bryn, and I think I acted a little like Bryn, because I think it's acting like Elena, myself, let's be honest here. So, I don't know, it was episode 90, right, where I had to take a break from playing and just go let the dogs out and collect myself for a minute because I was getting frustrated. It actually was in 91 at uh, the point. Kind okay. of, you had come back from the Knowledge Center, spoke, speaking with Dreg again kind of thing. But yeah, um, there was a bit of a, uh, a time where we, we had to take a five or ten minute break. Um, <laughs> so like even Shakara, Emily's role play with Shakara was getting heated with Mia, which I thought was awesome. I mean, I'm sitting back here enjoying how emotionally divested all of you are getting, and I like. I'm loving it, even though <laughs> maybe some tempers are flaring a little bit. <laughs> even though it's super uncomfortable for us. Thanks. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so I dug every single second of it, but like that's what can happen at the table, right? Regardless of whether oh, yeah. we're making a, a podcast, and I think it was it was very good that we took a break. Um, and I've mentioned before in past after parties, like we had that string of grumpy sessions where i should have taken a break myself uh so there's definitely been occasions where we've neglected to do so when we really should have so i think it was good yeah. that it was good that we did absolutely i think it's something that should be encouraged and and very much accepted at the table at any group right like absolutely if if someone's having a rough go of things and and needs needs to take a five or ten minute break clear their head and just Take some deep breaths. Go punch a wall. Yeah. Come back. <laughs> it says something about role playing, right? That it is 
it does have a sense of real emotion to it. You're invested in the character and the story and and the things that are going on. And if we didn't have those emotional reactions, uh, we wouldn't be really having all that much fun, would we? Yeah, I think it's a great reflection on how fantastic role uh, role playing games are. The the fact that, I mean, it, like you said, if if you didn't ever get that reaction, it, what's the point, right? It, um, that that just goes to show how much we are really really into this and and that's why i love it i think because i feel like like i know falls like he feels like a real person to me mm-hmm. falls and 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 the rest of you as well you know shakara me and shaft all feel like real people you know when you play video games and you know i'm back when i played everquest and things like that and somebody would mention years later you have this picture in your head of those areas and the cities and you can you can visualize it with role-playing, we all have our own little picture in our head of what we're visualizing going on. And you're thinking of it like a memory, like what you went on vacation. And, you know, when you say something about, you know, going to Goldham, you suddenly in my head, when you bring up Goldham, I think of, you know, the, the landscape and the things that I saw. And so it's, it's a, it's a neat, real experience that you're creating all together. And anytime you get four people trying to decide to do what to do, you're going to have some kind of uh, argument yeah. between <laughs> yeah. all of us. Yeah. And- I mean, I think there's some pressures that we experienced that if we were just in someone's house playing for fun, like we'd be like, all right, bathroom break, whatever. So I just think um, to bring it up and be like, hey, guys, I got to I got I need a break. Felt really awkward in the moment. I'm glad I did it encourage it if you are dealing with that at home and frustrated with other characters or whatever but in general I do feel pressured that like how much of this content that we're producing is going to be usable like we can't just talk in circles every time can we and Shaft always wants to get the story going on and and you know Shaft's opinion of Mia is that she's way stronger than Mia thinks she is and like you know all these things are going through my head and I listening back as a listener I think those episodes turned out great. I'm glad we all asked the questions we did. I was in Mia's head. He was in Shaft's head. And yeah, being in your character, conflicting with another character can feel very real, like John said. So like, Elena can get frustrated with John, or John could get frustrated with Elena, or whatever. But you really do have to take those breaks and... We also, after the recording, I think even a couple of days later, just said like, hey, are we okay? And talked it out. And I think that's important right. with role play games as well. Check in with your party members. Apologize. Say what you need to say. You know, just make sure you're all in the clear. I think that taking a break too allows you to, it's very easy when you're having a really heated moment in character like like what was happening there. Um, I think all of us probably felt heated to varying degrees. But if if that's getting to be too much, you take a break and it gives you a moment to realize that it's our characters that are getting heated with each other. You know, there's no problem between Bill and Emily or Bill right. and John or Bill and Elena. It's sometimes you just you need a minute to clear your head and remind yourself that that like we're not frustrated with each other. It's we're playing characters that are frustrated with each other, but it's, it's, it, sometimes it's hard to remember that in the moment. Yeah, it could, it, it does get difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, that break also helps, uh, the person running the game too, because realistically, <laughs> as much as I was enjoying myself, I, sh- I, 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 you need to be in tune with your players too, right? You can't just, 
you should you should be running the game that we all want to run, not the game you want to run. And those are very often not the same thing, right? And I should have been more proactive uh, about you know stopping the situation but but like elena said like there is that that content pressure and if we were playing at the table it would have been maybe a different story and interrupting the conversation is what was going on because i thought again i thought emily's role-playing shakara's frustration was really good really good and i thought it was funny she's getting i love it when shakara gets snarky (laughs) i love that the most i love that so much yeah So, so I, like when we took their break off, I, I it also gave me a chance to remind the group of, uh, I like I reminded you of the the torn page too, right? Because obviously I mm-hmm. knew there was a bit of information. It was more information that I think we even <laughs> Shafi was like, well, that's not helpful in the episode, <laughs> but it is at <laughs> least it is at least something more, something else for the players to latch onto, for the characters to to deal with or or contemplate about dealing with and maybe move forward past the point that you're getting stuck past the st- the sticking point kind of thing i mean if the listener right. made it to episode 90 they know we talk in circles a little bit they're used to it <laughs> and uh we're trying to get better at it <laughs> why change now making bigger circles yeah yeah <laughs> just we're making more just mature just expand the radius <laughs> The circles are more mature. (laughs) So moving on from that, I just want to say I love you guys. Oh, I mean, I love you too. (laughs) I love you guys too. We found the Uh, smashed loot. Keck's loot all smashed on the ground with some feathers. What happened to Keck? pretty broken up about that. Yeah, because Keck is... Casualty of war. Keck is my, uh, another connection to Dendar. Yeah. And Text your Dendar, buddy. Yeah, and uh, I know her backstory. I don't think you guys do. Um, no, so not to I the was extent you do. I don't imagine. Quite I believe she's from the Netherlands. That she didn't have her loot. <laughs> her loot was very, very, very important to her, and the fact that it was smashed, yeah, meant nothing good for her. Because she dead. would not have willingly left that behind. Yeah. No, I really liked that. That flavor that Leland added in, I, I thought that was a wonderful touch. Personally, I thought it was kind of evil for him to be like, oh, by the way, you <laughs> Well, it, it, it doesn't mean she's she's dead, necessarily. There's just something happened. Keck was here. Um, she right. was looking for Shakara, which is uh, what we found out when we were talking to, um, I think it was Tenchi, right? Uh, I love Hef. you, Emma. It was Tenchi cruel. Hef. Hef, yeah. It wasn't our idea. It was Leland. So, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope it like shows everybody, not just the four of you, but everybody that there's other things happening that aren't centered on the four of you, obviously, right? Yes. Like, there's so yes. much other shit going on. And actually, this kind of plays into what, one last minute question that for, uh, a string of questions that we just got from, from Dean. Um, good timing, Dean. We literally just started recording as he posted those in the Discord. Um, but he kind of asks, are we ever going to have any of the guest NPCs back on? And we've never really fully discussed that. Uh, generally, we, we like, as NPC, we, we haven't had an NPC guest die. Let's put it that way. Die on mic. So they're, they're still kicking around and living. <laughs> and we never close the door on that, or we, we try not to close the door on that. Uh, and, you, and we've had, I think, a couple instances where some NPC guest characters have come back in some post-credit scenes, which is always fun. Always so appreciative of, of those guests 
giving us additional time to, to, you know, record that on there and all that kind of stuff. So that's always much appreciated. And I always love, I love those post-credit scenes. Like I, I feel like maybe we don't do enough, but I think the, where they come in, they come in um, at important parts. So I'm always happy with, with, uh, with their frequency. And um, I would love to have some of these NPC guests come back on, but there's so many people that we want to have guests that's, that's on. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. It's so difficult to ha- to have repeats at this point, right? Even though we get this snapshot of these M- of these characters, right? And that snapshot is, is the, kind of this very small Venn diagram, right? Of this situation in which the party is because obviously, I mean, they're guesting to interact with you. So that <laughs> that has to happen. And you, it's, it's, that is something we struggle with with our guests, right? Is it, it's it's Im- I will say on the record, it is impossible to have a guest on, interact with the four of you, and wrap up that interaction in an hour. Impossible. We cannot do it. It cannot be done. I'm stating that right now. And not with the circles we talk in. Uh-uh. Not with yeah. these these. I mean, I say small Venn diagrams, but obviously these circles are fucking huge in these diagrams. There's just nothing in them. There's nothing there. There's, they're not filled with anything. They're empty circles. I mean, what was what was the time we had a guest on and we had them waiting for 20 minutes because we couldn't figure out how to cross a river? Yeah, that was Pat. Patrick, and then like Adelaide? it took oh. that was Pat. It took us 30 minutes for Patrick Hillier's character to get introduced in those caves <laughs> way back in second, 17. Yeah, we're getting better, okay? Or we are maybe you've better. just. Maybe you've just learned how to introduce someone to us without giving us any opportunities to slow it down. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll say it's a learning curve for all of us. It's definitely, I, I, can, I don't envy being the DM uh, trying to juggle NPC guests for sure. Right? Well, and, and I mean, on point, the, the, the curve is still the curve of a circle. So we end up right back where we fucking started. So, like, I feel like no progress is ever made. Hey. It's a helix. It can go north and south. Maybe it doesn't go east or west. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's tough. I would love to have... We've had some fantastic guests that are, that I've really, really enjoyed, and I'd love to have them back on again. But but like you said, there's 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 an ever-growing list of more folks we'd love to have on as well. Absolutely. So how, it's, and, it's and, we, and then we always... I always like am cognizant of like getting into the, almost like this playing favorites thing. It's like... How do we choose who we would like to come back? I mean, right. I mean, fine. Keck's coming back, you guys. It's happening. She's our favorite. It's fine. Well, I think you can weave it into the story, right? That's if exactly we go right. back to the to Mount Necrosis, get the stuff, and head back to Dracol, there's probably going to be a scene with Rugar. Rugar, yeah, yeah, obviously, because it's yeah, pertinent to right. that specific character. Right. Absolutely, exactly. And currently, some events may or may not be pertinent to Keck's character. Right. Oh, um, really? Obviously, like uh, Roland Wright way back in Victor. I mean, who knows what's going on with him? Right. Like, he may not even be a guard in Victor anymore. He went to Drew Call. Yeah, he might be in Drew Call. If we go back to Drew Call, maybe maybe we'll see him again, kind of thing. Maybe right? he's taken up wizarding. If you ever want to go find whatever island Statdorf is stranded on, maybe we'll save <laughs> yeah. Statdorf. <laughs> Statdorf and Sally with their Hashtag little kids running around. Statdorf. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'll take the rising three, find this island. They'll say, we're happy here with Sally. Thanks for checking in, but see you later. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> wow, you came all this way. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, sorry to, sorry you showed up here without uh, calling first, but like we're, we're busy. <laughs> Good for you. Bye. They, they found a tree that that um, sprouts moon pies, and they're just <laughs> loving life. An RC river. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where where were we? Where were we? Yeah, we got sidetracked. Uh, we found the smashed loot, and we saw the three oh, okay. pools with the chanting cultists. With a red swirly liquid that we're going to have to eventually deal with. What do you guys think of that? Nothing good. Yeah, I mean, we, all of us as players know a bit more about those pools well, because now we've, we do. we've played uh, more than it's been released. But at the time, I I don't know what I thought. Not much, really. The uh, word summoning pools is Yeah, it's not obviously not good. good, but what are they summoning? Who knows? This is not new to us i mean we saw the summoning we've seen a few right yeah so yeah and especially around erica and you know they do like to summon stuff don't they they mm-hmm. sure do mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely it's like it's like they can't they don't think they can take it take us themselves so they got to call in reinforcements yeah bunch, bunch of, of summoners bunch of cowards they're scared of us so that's what i'm getting from this we can make some assumptions <laughs> oh, is that what it is yeah <laughs> it's uh it's not gonna be good and it needs to be stopped. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I Can think those imagine. are those are fair yes. conclusions. Well, and you, 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 I mean, it's how can you not think that it's got to have it's got to help them get into the city? I mean, what else would they be doing it for, right? Like, what what the hell else could it possibly be Kicks to and do it? Like, I yeah. wouldn't jump to that conclusion, Leland. Oh, I assume okay. <laughs> I assume they're trying to they're trying to summon some balloons or something yes. to help celebrate. They want a party. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's why there's a timetable here, right? When you're looking down at that and you see that going on, you know, they know the, the domes there. Yeah. They have something that they're going to be able to bring in and go through that dome. They've got something up their sleeves. That I mean, if if they couldn't, well, they go, oh, they would just pack up and leave. Oh, we can't get in there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> it was a good try. Good effort. Sorry. It's not good for sure. Okay, so that actually kind of answers the question that I did have about that because I was I was kind of surprised at the time that you all didn't take more time surveying and like basically scouting because you had those spy glasses, you had a perfect view. You know, I I thought, well, you know what, maybe they'll take some time and like keep an eye on the larger tents, right? But you didn't do any of that. But obviously, Listen, again, this is not a surveillance op. Okay, this is a half baked okay, sure, plan. Sure. <laughs> That's a fair point, though, because I know other other groups do more of that. Like they do scouting like they'll they'll post a watch and see, you know, are there are there guards that have. No, 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 no. You take five seconds to observe what's going on. You make all kinds of assumptions about everything and then you run (laughs) towards it. That's how this works. You make Shaft happy. You move on. You just you just go with what he says. I mean, to what end, right? So you 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 stand there and you use you look through the spyglass and you see Erica. We already can assume that we see Chucky and we see uh, Sardo. So you know we pretty much already know all that. Let's say this big demon-like thing comes out of the pit as we're standing there looking at it. How does that change things? Okay, I mean that's a good point. But your plan was to sneak in to the group, find Erica, and kill her. Yes. The pit of information nice? you have is where the hell yeah. is Erica? Which tent yeah. of hers? <laughs> That's, That's what I was saying. So I was like, oh, okay, that was something they probably could have learned, but 
who again, who knows how much time you would have wanted to stick up there. Even if you see her walking out of the main tent, you still have an hour or more at best case scenario to get there. Who knows where the hell she'll be at that point in time. I do think this was at the peak of my frustration, and that's where, like, I wasn't thinking even clearly at that point, because I was like, this is useless, and and that's where a break can reset your mind as well, but... I, I think I know that it's not going to be as easy as going in there and stabbing her, and it's all over, right? It's not going to be that easy. Well, you just walk up to her and stab her in the back with your sword. That, that's, I mean, that's what that's Shakara thinks yeah. is going to happen. She's just going to exactly. one, one blow and she's done. Dendar's going to set it up for me. I'm going to walk up and I'm going to stab her. Yeah. <laughs> You're the bowling ball and she's the last pin sitting right. in the so, there. So just how yeah. literally is Shakara taking these visions that she's had now? Super literally. Obviously. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was why Shakara said I need to be the one that kills her. Because that's what Shakara saw. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you think any of us took that to heart? No, not at all. No. Falls no. is hoping that y- you put a sword in his hand and guide it into her. So. <laughs> 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 like he ghost, still gets credit. I'm going to ghost you like you're doing the, the pottery wheel. Yes, I'm yes. Say, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say, yeah, like like showing them how to putt. Like put your arms around yeah, them on, like a, on a date. <laughs> And Falstern's like, I did it! I killed her! Crown Shikara, me! is Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Isabella, where's my power? <laughs> Get at me, girl! Well, as far as uh, Shakara and Falstern have, have come now in, in their reconciliation, there's still, a, um, maybe, maybe this will be another thorn in that relationship, but who knows? Who knows how they'll overcome this? I mean, what happens if Falstern ends up Dealing the the killing blow, which he often sneaks in and does. <laughs> never, never once has he done that. I literally <laughs> thought you were about to finish that with "What if Falzern dies?" Because <laughs> we did talk about that possibility. I think Falzern is kind of like he doesn't really think that killing Erica is going to be like okay, sweet. Now Isabella and I are great buds, and she gives me all this power and boosts my hit points, you know, thirty extra points, and it's all great. So I think. Falzern's not going to lose a lot of sleep if Shakara is the one to do it. Um, he wants Erica dead um, because he thinks Erica's bad, and and also um, he's going to continue to slowly die as long is as Is Erica just alive. misunderstood, though? Apparently <laughs> everybody is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to my favorite line from Session 90. Tenshi gives us the orb of silence, explains how it works, and falls and says, you had me, it may not work as intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was such a good line. (laughs) Ah, good old Tenshi. Tenshi's one of my favorites. Yeah, Tenshi's great. Speaking of Tenshi. He's a good man. We have a question. Tenshi's indirectly related. From Brit. Is Falzerin going to get a new bitey? Yeah, so Brit, um... Falzern would love another Bitey because Bitey was amazing. and um, Except for the one attack where he wasn't. Well, yeah, <laughs> he got a bit carried away. But I don't, I think the way Tenchi works is that um, he'd have to somehow come across those specific supplies to be able to make another Bitey. Is that right, Leland? Uh, he, at the time when you got him, he had 
uh, basically the list he gave you and the animal part because you know he was combining the ingredients and much of it had was yeah. co- components and, and pieces of these animals that he was basically inst- instilling and imbuing into his ink. Uh, he would have to procure maybe some more giant shark parts kind of thing. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I know a guy. They are finite. <laughs> you do. Yeah, they are finite <laughs> ingredients. Absolutely. Interesting. We do have more tattoos, though, so... I know a shark guy. So, potentially, we could get a tattoo of a young kraken. <gasps> oh! You can collect some parts. Maybe uh, Tenshi can do something for you. Ooh, that about a yeah. hydra? You mean we kill the hydra? Why are we not like... harvesting parts of all these things Harvest we kill? parts! <laughs> Harvest parts! <laughs> I didn't realize that's how the tattoos worked. What uh, kind of parts does he need is the question. Because yeah, I'm not touching to hydra balls. I'm not Toenails. doing it. Toenails. <laughs> hydra balls. <laughs> How do you know it was even enough. a male hydra? It could have been a female. Uh, True. Yeah. Okay. Some some call the ovaries just the balls of the female. Just let's let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I Moving right don't along. translate to podcast. Session ninety one. Finally, we we get to the forking path. Dreg lets you down. I mean, there was a bit of conversation with Dreg, too, back in the keep kind of thing. And this was where we had taken our break. Um, but eventually, you get out of the city, decide, you know, we're going to get some wizards to make you invisible. Let's get out of the city. Go check out yeah. this forking path. How relieved were you when we actually decided to go check out the forking path? Because it was, it was touch and go. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was touch and go. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was glad that you went down there, yeah, because, like, it's kind of important <laughs> that you go down there, but... <laughs> I mean, you could have just walked right by it again. And we almost, mm-hmm. we almost did. You kept mentioning the symbols of a lair to Shakara and I, but again, listening back, you hear it more obviously than when you're playing and thinking of other things, right? So yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't expect us to find the lair. Like I, I had a suspicion that the lair was somehow underneath the island or something like that, but I didn't anticipate us finding it on, on land. So I was surprised to actually see the Kraken right there. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more like uh, Erica's place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. I thought it'd be submerged somewhere, and I thought we probably weren't going to stumble across it, but we might stumble across something else that's related to it, you know, that's set up under there with bad guys. But we were going to get there in the sub boat. Same. Right? Same, yeah. honestly. Oh, interesting, interesting. Wow, if, you had, if that place was underwater and you had went in there, you guys would have been fucked. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I, I figured we'd come across some some bad guys set up doing some stuff, um, and then if we wanted to, you know, venture out into the water, we could we could find the layer of the actual kraken. That's but. true. In any other situation, though, had you found the kraken's lair, you would have been fighting the kraken. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if it was underwater, most likely it wouldn't have been. It would have been like the kraken out and out in a boot, out in a boot, yeah. doing his thing. And being all wow, crackeny, so and, and you might have been pretty, pretty fucked. Could you imagine having to fight the juvenile kraken on top of the hydra and two water elements? No, no, no. we'd be dead. No, and I mean, I still am not sure that, like at this point in the recordings, like I wasn't sure if we were going to be fighting it or not. Honestly, right. well, then also if it had been out of the crystal chamber, it would have been Kralakina. It wouldn't have been just the Kraken oh, anymore. Very oh potentially that process could have already Which happened. So yeah. had you delayed going to this forking path, by the time you maybe come back. I mean, honestly, if you've skipped it this second time, there's no way you would have came back to that. 
I no. really highly doubt that you would have even have ended up being back there. No. Yeah. Therefore, Kralikina could potentially have gone, you know, unchecked in finishing what was happening. Matron's vessel would have called forth Kralikina, and then we would just all have been screwed and starting a new campaign, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you guys uh, feel about other RPGs? I want to I be a cultist in the next campaign. <laughs> it's going to be set in Aspara. Um, yeah, I'm really glad we went to, I mean, I, I was at the time feeling like logically, like what can it hurt to spend five, 10 minutes to walk down and see what we see. Right. Yeah. Just makes sense. We're there. Like, let's have a quick peek and you know, there's the potential that it's going to side, um, sidetrack us and going to get into a battle, which is exactly what happened, but, but it's better to know because there is a reason why all these cultists and whatnot are attacking the city. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now we know. Because mm-hmm. they need to get to the crack. And... Do we know? Why are they attacking the city? I mean, they have access to the Kraken. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm still un- unsure. I mean, we've played, we've played more than what is released, and I'm still not positive I know why they're Other than city. summoning Kray Lakino, we really don't know why they want to conquer Heraklion. I mean, they could have yeah. done that without attacking the city. Yeah. yeah, they were pretty yeah, damn I mean, safe down in that tunnel. Nobody was bothering yeah. them. All they did was draw attention to themselves. Yep. Yeah, honestly. So there might maybe there's still something within the city that they need. No, I, I mean could be, could be. Oh, Leland, don't smile at that! Damn it! <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> he's doing his smile where it's like it's he's kind of smiling, but also like don't notice I'm smiling, please. <laughs> he's like oh man I, I thought they knew more than they know this is crazy yeah. that's the story of this campaign yeah that's yes a... yeah yep. <laughs> so so we go in there we see the big rainbow tank right yeah. we do the fights yeah. and you know i think one of the things we all had on our mind is that's the phlogiston yeah. but mm-hmm. uh also they were dumping barrels of black goo yeah right? they're resuscitant they're making a mixed drink. But Mia did get a little bit of pure yes, phlogiston. We sure did. If yeah, that I mean, is phlogiston, much, which it seems like uh, it is. but pretty sure. We don't know how much we need. We don't I'm sure know that's enough. That my blood is celestial enough. I don't I don't know. It's just all. We're just going to half-ass this plan of getting Falsy out from Isabella, same as we half-ass We're going to get half else. the scabulate off, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We'll pry it off. Scabulate is such a disgusting word. I hate it. I the hate it so much. The wound that's left behind is just oh. going to be forever oozing. Oh. Who told you if you removed the scabulate, you'd die? I don't think Isabella? anyone did. Nobody. Oh, so it's just, so it's just, it's just theory. We so can just pry that out. baby off. Get, <laughs> just out. get away from my scabulate. It's very tender. <laughs> can, can we stop saying that word? Ew, tender. Uh. <laughs> it hurts. Shaft keeps poking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he does like to pushy pokey. <laughs> <laughs> so you make pretty short work of these three cultists. I mean, I don't know what happened. I've totally flubbed this surprise round that you all should have gotten with those styles. I don't know what I was thinking in the moment. I don't know what was going on. But at least Shav got a shot off <laughs> and then before he rolled initiative. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean it was you took it down pretty easily. Like when if they could hit you, they hit very hard. Yeah. They were harder than the regular cultist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a crit on those, like, thunder punches or whatever they're called. 
Hand farts. Hand farts, yeah. A crit on the hand <laughs> fart, you're dead because <laughs> they do those that attack does five D ten. Whoa, oh, damn. Crap. That'll one shot Falsy. If they have crit, the way we do our crits, yeah, it's max base damage and then they roll on top of it. So that's at least sixty damage, depending yeah. on what they roll. Or fifty five wow. damage, depending on what they roll, that that someone would take. That's absurd. Wow. That's cr- Bonkers. I did feel like they hit really hard, and I was yeah. like, wow, why are these guys more powerful? Their two hit is only like a plus five or something, so it was like not that great of a two hit, especially against like Shakara and Mia. Um, and yeah. even Shaft's defensive duelist, though, is really good. Like, I think that stops Shaft from getting hit uh, at least once, maybe two instances. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it pops up to 19. It makes sense, but they wouldn't put the lowly new recruit in charge of the actual right. Kraken. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, well, I think, you know, they used some, they used, they put, covered us in darkness. They, I mean, we're we're starting to come onto things that are using tactical things to their advantage, too, that we haven't necessarily always run into, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do we get out of the situation? I think, yeah, like, while we still did perform quite well against them, the stakes are getting higher. Like, all it takes is a, a couple bad rounds against opponents like that and we're in a bad situation pretty quick and shikara's down yeah yeah i was most worried about the hydra and i think i was most surprised at how fast we all concentrated on it how fast it went so down. you took it down in two rounds i think yeah maybe it three it I, it attacked two times i think and it was dead <laughs> Yeah, I was worried about it too. And then, yeah, (laughs) the yeah, I mean, but the 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 fire damage, even though the sphere was only doing like three or five damage, like that's stopping its heads from growing back, which also gives it more hit. It gets ten hit points, I believe, per head it grows back when it when it grows. So, and I think regular Dave commented. um, Regular Dave, (laughs) David Dave said. Why, Why did I use flaming sphere instead of, instead of I fireball? I thought we were calling Super McDad regular Dave now. because <laughs> Oh, I still call him David Dave. <laughs> we do have multiple Daves. We don't want to insult all of the Daves. It's just right. David oh, that's Dave. true. <laughs> we don't want regular Dave 1, regular Dave 2, <laughs> regular Dave 3. David Dave and Hoovy and Dave. Hoovy and Dave, yeah. yes. So anyway, <laughs> yes, fireball is a, is, a, is a great spell, but I wanted to do fire damage over multiple rounds. So that's why. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there was actually, uh, uh, again, because this was a break in our play sessions kind of through this, even though it was, even though through our very professional podcasting abilities and through a masterfully crafted post-production, uh, it's very fluid and sounds as if we had just continued to play. <laughs> yes, Kaylin, uh, you did a good job at this. We had, <laughs> we had <laughs> We had some conversations about the capabilities of the Hydra off mic that weren't distinctly discussed in these episodes, right? Like, and I think maybe I offhandedly mentioned uh, after one of his turns how the, like the fire was preventing it from growing back to, but like it was never like explicitly stated, like I stated to you as players off. What mic, you're saying but. is we all Googled it, okay? So. <laughs> there you go. You had a chance to look up Hydra stats. And, uh, you put cheat. something vulnerable to fire up against three people that use fire. Yeah, I know. It wasn't a very good matchup for the Hydra. <laughs> it was <laughs> definitely the underdog. But there was also some water elementals too, right? So You're right. There's a balance. Exactly. Yeah. Those elementals, MVP, whoo, damn, they did. They hurt. They're cool. I like them. They hurt. Yeah. 
I had used up all my spell slots, damn it. Oh, no. But honestly, though, they, they're not very smart, and they weren't really fighting all that effectively. They really just should have been going in for the pounds and try to, instead of trying to underwhelm you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. like, anytime I need to get you, you all to do a freaking saving throw, it's just, there's no hope in hell with Shakara's goddamn aura. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, literally, some, most of the time, it's, you, you have to, like, get a one or a two before you'll fail, like. Well, you got Falsy to use his inspiration, so... True, mm. true. That is true. That's some resources you you sucked away. So we need our patrons to give us inspiration to the players, yeah, no not one, to Leland. No, yeah, no, they don't I, want how, us. We have, I can't even count how many of our patrons have given inspiration to Leland. It's absurd. <laughs> it's All lovely, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and, ridiculous. And for, and for those patrons that haven't yet to uh, communicate to whom you want to give their inspiration, please do. I will be reaching out uh, uh, through Patreon, too, though. I'm going to send a message to everybody. I'm pretty sure I asked Jess, and she said she's giving it to you. We're going to start using it. I'm going to start using all of this lovely inspiration that I have, and we're having a death. Someone's inspiration <laughs> is going to result <laughs> in a death. I can, oh, I can no. predict it now. How do, I shut down the pa- how do I shut down the Patreon again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We don't need to use that. Oh, oh, boy. I will say that um, as far as like using away our resources, I, in this fight, in this cavern, as you call it, lair, as others call it, um, I, I used I called some... it both. Just that point. <laughs> okay. Well, I used some healing for once and some spell slots to be a buffer and stuff. Yeah. Tr- yeah, that blast was nice. You're such I'm a trying. cleric. Yeah, I'm trying to be a cleric, guys. <laughs> it's, I can understand the tough spot you're in, though, because Mia does ridiculous damage. I mean, yeah, she does. Let's even just quickly mention this. Leland and I just discussed it this week. I'm not even using my hammer yeah. properly. My hammer is even more powerful than I thought. When I chuck my hammer, it's 4d8 damage. Yeah, it's a, a d8 of bludgeoning, a d8 of thunder or lightning, and 2d8 of lightning so there's lots of damage types going on for one that you get to pick but like so so most of that is the hammer but also that's her cleric abilities yeah i was gonna say does that include her divine strike it does include her divine strike since leveling up exactly so we're only using three right which we've forgotten about until until now but i actually did just crazy uh, because we used D beyond i did a a quick audit of your uh character sheets um a couple days ago actually and uh just to make sure We've all got some of these items that we, you know, that we've been given in the past, like episodes and episodes ago, but forget. Um, everything looked good. Such a benevolent. Except for Falsey, yeah. who doesn't put his items on his Dean Beyond sheet, but that's fine. I don't, I don't put them on my pen and paper sheet either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that one of I just rely on my infallible memory. <laughs> but I mean, I will say that it's been, it's been a difficult choice sometimes to be like do i buff now when do i buff yeah. when do i do i guidance now what do i because it feels like a wasted action doesn't it it does yeah and um you know i know you've got some healing but like when you're down it's nice that my healing hands is once a long rest and there you go at least you're back up on your feet yeah. right yeah but well we had another instance in which the initiative order played a part this time in the party's favor Last time, not so much when Bryn died. But here, yeah. immediately Ouch. after Shakara went down, Ballsy had a turn to come over and stabilize her, which is was right. really oh, yeah. which is really good. Because I was on two fails. I mean, I had Revivify, Revivify prepared, so Oh. 
Good. I have it prepared now. <laughs> yeah. It is Damn currently it. and probably forever prepared at this Probably point. a good idea. I, If I were playing a cleric, I, I probably wouldn't be able to convince myself to not prepare it because it's just such an important I mean, spell and path. if it wasn't prepared, what does Leland know? He doesn't, like, audit exactly. my spell preparations. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I foolishly trust that my players will not <laughs> I mean, all those crits that John gets, like Holy I said, he's hell. just... I tell you what. I, I, I have put that die aside. That is my favorite die now, and I'll use that. <laughs> I mean, I believe you, but at the same time, I don't believe you. Only in critical in situations is, is that one going to come out. <laughs> Falsy's been rolling a lot, but like historically, Falzern has been just awful when it comes to rolling die, but the tables have turned a little bit lately. I'm using the same dice, so... Yeah, well, I think you're 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 getting the balance of averages here. You yeah. <laughs> roll so many dice. There's so much opportunity to roll low, but also roll high. Finally, you're coming back around to the to the high rolls. Yeah. Uh, you, oh man, I thought this fight in general was going to be much more difficult, and the four of you just really cleaned up. I mean, yeah, Shakar went down, but man, you handled it very well. I mean, Shaft had a beautiful spot on top of this. Dead Hydra flinging arrows all over the place. Oh, like, that was awesome. Yeah. It was very You know, good. water elementals can't climb a Hydra. Can't not climb a Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> but a flaming sphere can climb a shaft. A flaming sphere can jump a shaft, no problem. Can jump a shaft. It's just physics, guys. <laughs> I do think uh, after this play session is when John was reminding me for Mia, because I think uh, I... <sighs> Mia's still naive in my eyes, but you know, she took out, she did the final blow to the Hydra, one of those water elementals, like, I need to start acting a little bit more like, okay, I've got this. Yeah. You're building some confidence, I think, for sure. I think Shaft is helping me build that confidence, knowing that he looks up to me so much as like the most powerful, right? But I don't feel that way. And I can turn one of us into a giant ape. Yeah. <laughs> At the worst possible moment. Hold on. Once we start talking about this part, Emily can only talk like an ape the rest of the after party. So we need to be careful about when we breach this subject. Well, polymorph is tough because it, like, it was, I had it in my back pocket. I was just waiting for the right time to use it. But ideally, you, you wait until someone's kind of almost dead to use it because they've used up all of their hit points and then you... You give them a, a fresh pool of hit points, right? Or you do it right in the beginning and let them go wild. Exactly. Really? You go yeah. let them go ape shit. Because regardless of when... Literally. Their character... You literally let them go ape shit. <laughs> regardless of when their character's hit points get used up, they still have an additional pool of hit points. I suppose. Well, now she's an ape and the bad guys are gone. She Shakara punched... Shakara ape punched one time, did 20 damage with one of her... Yeah. Like two, or however, two attacks, I assume it probably has. So, so if she was doing that all fight, consistently doing like 20 plus damage, I don't know how well she rolled, but for that entirety of that fight, I don't know. I think it happens different. Imagine instead of blinking, you polymorph Shakara into an ape right away when the Hydra was still alive. And obviously, yes, you cleaned up the Hydra really easily, but I don't know how that would have changed how Shaft would have went. And yeah, he was dubious of this giant ape suddenly being formed. But if he saw Shakara ape, like, I just picture Shakara ape, like, grappling this Hydra, like, we have fucking God's King Kong against uh, Ghidorah or whatever, something like, like, these two huge fucking things. And then maybe Shaft could have gone off and focused on the elementals instead, maybe having right. a little more confidence. 
yeah. of Hydra of of Shakara A taking yeah, on the Hydra. Yeah, it's a defensive thing too. Is I am now a barrier to anything coming at you. True. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Although your blink was very good, it, blink was MVP. Yes, was. I think for Falsey. Yeah, it yeah. saved saved my butt. Yeah. I mean, you got an hour as an ape. I mean, that's what I'm saying is the bad guys will be gone if you do it at the end. So you can't fight. blink and polymorph? Yes, I could. Okay. Poly, uh, blink doesn't require concentration. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Which is just so good. such a good spell. So good, oh, yeah. Man. Blink would so be good. garbage if it required your concentration. Yeah. 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 It would, would be really, straight yeah. garbage. Really suck. Um, but the the other thing I was I had thought of as well is that as soon as I turned someone into a giant ape they lose any of their extra abilities that they have, like any ability to do any sort of magical damage or anything like that. True. Well, that's why I'm good. I mean, the, the I do some fire damage, which which was nice, but um, if we come up against something that isn't vulnerable to fire damage, it's good for me to be polymorphed into something that has a whole lot more strength and can potentially do more damage, because otherwise I'm just a sword. I suppose, yeah, but you have you have healing abilities that you wouldn't you they would Some. lose as soon as you're the ape. No, that's true. Uh, definitely valid points. But I see, I see the point of of if you're just strictly thinking about the temporary hit points, it doesn't really matter the order. Like you might as well just pop it off right away. Could you polymorph yourself into an ape and then continue to blink? No, or or sorry, if you if you if had you cast, cast blink, blink first, first I, I yeah, oh. absolutely. Yeah. Dude, you need to just polymorph yourself. It feels good to deal damage. You need to experience <laughs> that for once. <laughs> well, and then also, um, well, I guess in this instance, the, the flaming sphere would be gone anyway. So I guess that's a moot point. Saying like he could still maybe use his bonus action to control the sphere because you yeah. do have to concentrate polymorph. Right. But um, I don't know. I, th- I think it's pretty smart polymorphing some of your party members yes. instead of yourself, be- though. Because if I polymorph my – there's a couple reasons why I don't think I will – use polymorph on falls or in, in a combat scenario because a i'm still required to maintain concentration while i'm up swinging at people so if they hit me back i should make a concentration check every time i get damaged uh right uh yes that's true but i mean yeah obviously i would think though still with especially a giant apes stats he'd have a and sweet Shikara's aura you would yeah. have to roll very low to yeah. fail that but it's still very valid the other uh point that i've thought of um against doing that is that once that giant ape's hit points get brought to zero if he's still in the thick of it against some powerful enemies now you've got falls yeah, right stuck. in the middle just yes. getting smashed yeah that would not and be good it might only take one round for falls to go down true. so it's Super kind true. of scary you could overextend right overextend. Super true. not normal true i think you're doing a few things right you're tactically making yourself somebody else a tank or you can look at it like a little shield guardian that you create. Yeah. A little thing that helps. And then the second thing, I mean, thematically, is look at it from the cultist or the hydra or whatever, your fighting's perspective, all of a sudden this massive ape appears, which is sort of the point Chapter's trying to make. You see this thing just appear, and, the, you know, there's psychological advantages there. I mean, not game mechanically, but right. uh, role-play-wise. Yeah. You know, you could you, and one thing I think we we don't do uh, most D and D players don't do enough is you know that that ability. When will people run away when something really scary comes up to the average type of you know kobolds and things like that? You know, you kill half of their population and they're going to take off and bolt. You know, what would a cultist do when they see 
a giant ape or uh or something else how many of them would bolt mm-hmm. right those kind of things are something else we the, the running away thing is something that i think does it happens very very rarely in D D. because we heroes bro it's been it's rare so far in our campaign right or mostly dead. because like as of late especially the enemy is not getting chances to flee because you just decimate right. them uh so that's also a thing <laughs> Right. Um, Take no prisoners. And, and, and like, obviously, in this instance, with the Hydra and the water elementals, there's no scenario in which either those creatures would have fled. Yeah. Oh, not right. at all. Um, yeah, but it's absolutely in other situations. Uh, yeah, that's you got to keep that in mind, a hundred percent. So now that we're all seen this this new stuff that each of us can do, we can tactically sort of work better together. Have some discussions mm-hmm. about it, and and you know what. The, the tactics, like, some you may feel like it's metagaming too, but, like, it's so easy to just hand wave that collectively as a party. You would have ha- you would have these discussions. Yeah. Right? We don't have to play them right. out. We don't have to role play out the discussions of you discussing tactics with all of your abilities, right? Because that's what's going to ultimately lead to you being more cohesive, in which we've seen the four of you have become way more cohesive in these last, like, dozen or so episodes even. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But we are together 24-7, basically. We spend all our time together. We would talk more than what is actually portrayed. Yeah. Right. For yes. sure. Yeah. Well, anyways, you ultimately finished this bloody fight, which I thought was going to be very challenging and supposed to be a deadly <laughs> encounter, which was barely that. It was scary, though. Like, I was I was worried very much so. So there's there's that, at least. Well, okay, I guess. Make Bill sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was more worried thinking about the Kraken after this fight. Coming but it was out, like, yeah, you know yeah. what? It was like, don't hold back. Like, I just really have had to play, like, don't think two steps ahead. Like, if your life's in danger here, use what you've got. Do what Mia would do because Mia would take, you know, cast, upcast whatever spell she needed to to get herself out of whatever bind she was in currently, not thinking two or three steps ahead. So, anyway, hopefully we can break your scabulet, Falsey. It'll be fun. Fun times. There will be no breaking of the scabulet. I've got a couple drops of phlogiston to put in your mouth and a couple drops of my blood I could put in your mouth. and. Yeah, bada bing, bada boom. Super easy. Easy peasy. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> scabulet disappears. I mean, you can kill Erica too. Whatever. Whatever you want. Hey, I'm I'm happy to to be free of the scabulet, but we're not trying to peel it off. Without some ritual. <laughs> yeah, it's no not way. an actual scab Stop. that you could oh. probably <laughs> bleed a little bit, maybe peeling your scab a little early. But <laughs> yeah. So, what do you guys think about our quick little investigation of the Kraken Slayer? Well, I mean, there was some some talk about uh, maybe Dreg having something to do with its creation, as it was, you know, it's similar construction to what's protecting the city and that kind of thing. That's the real that. question: is mm-hmm. uh, you know. As far as we know, Dreg's the only person who's capable of crafting that type of barrier, but yet here's another barrier with a Kraken inside it. Ah, Dreg. No, we can't. Leland can't do this again. Dreg can't do that. Another betrayal. Not Dreg. Surely not Dreg. (laughs) Not Dreg. Anybody but Dreg. <laughs> Didn't you say that Drag's one of one of your new favorite NPCs? Oh, I love Drag. Yeah, that should have been a tip off. That should right have there. been a tip off. For well, you. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I do really like Drag. 
I just like picture him just like so worn down, like doing everything he can to keep this fucking dome up. And, you know, like he's in rough shape right now. He's like not sleeping. He is in rough shape. But then we think instantly he's encasing the Kraken. Greg's a hero. (laughs) And I won't. I won't hear anything different. He's sweating <laughs> drops of blood, and we're like, he made this. <laughs> no, I think there's more to it. Someone else has their hand stirring the pot, and has figured out how to how to replicate it. We need to find out how to get a familiar ape in real life, because like the Shakara and Shaft as an ape and Shaft was really good. I love it. You keep that going. <laughs> Where Shaft just gets lifted up onto things by big animals. I mean, it's fun. I bet Shakara Ape could throw Shaft really far. Yeah. <laughs> just we like should a test football. that. And he can hold his little wands out and roll up. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to life. Well, if like, you just toss, toss Shaft up as he's wielding his bow, he just whoo, sails over everybody firing arrows yeah. on him. <laughs> Yeah, see, these are tactics we do need to discuss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Well, and we end finally with hopefully going to meet with Dragon and the and the and uh, who I think it was Jacqueline and some unknown wizard coming down to help you all make uh, become invisible. Yeah. Yes. Da, 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 and that's our show. Yeah, that's our show. <laughs> Happy adventuring. Dean asks, whose idea was having the after parties? Is this an industry standard? I think it's brilliant either way. When are you guys getting action figures? <laughs> That's a lot of questions. <laughs> That's a lot of questions. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. It was Leland. Came I'm, up with I'm it. pretty sure. Honestly, I want to say it was my idea, but that's kind of selfish. I don't <laughs> no. understand. I'm pretty sure it was it was Leland's idea. Yeah, I don't uh, distinctly recall. Um, the title after party was my. No, that for sure was mine. My debit. That was for no. sure me. Yeah, yeah, that was no, for sure No, it me. was not. Uh, in it fact, was for I sure don't me. I don't recall a single instance of you ever coming up with a, a, a cool sounding name at all. Like everything. <laughs> oh my god. It's always The title me. after party was 100% me. 100%. I do have a document that's that's dated that's in our uh, Dropbox that has all my ideas in it so we can go look at those. <laughs> oh, there we go. We have record now. <laughs> Transcribed all of your ideas. For sure, I don't know whose idea the actual having of an after party was, but the title is all me. Well, I think we discuss things. We all come up with stuff as we're talking about yeah. it, and we go, oh, that would be cool, and then somebody else expands on it. Absolutely. And absolutely. I think it's it's very much a, a mixture of, of all of us coming up with things, and the original idea usually gets molded into something that's even better than whoever came up with it originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as it being an industry standard, I, I don't uh, – I certainly uh, – it's not, but there are – I think you'll find there there are uh, a handful of other uh, pod, RPG podcasts that do have uh, some type of like introspective on their episodes as as they progress, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. I love doing the after party. I mean, obviously, like a lot of a lot of the the thinking behind it was like the after party gets to show the listener us as players, yeah. not yeah. and then obviously the sessions show. Us as characters, kind of more so, right? Right. After parties, show what the hell we were thinking when we did that thing. Right. Exactly. I think it's really yeah. fun. I it's like fun. because obviously we always have questions for each other. I mean, I always have questions on some of your actions. <laughs> what the hell your characters <laughs> are thinking? 
Honestly, without the after parties, I think we would have a lot less information that we're working with because we end up with more information from you. That is true. <laughs> I, I, I realize how little information you pick up on, which actually <laughs> reminds me. Um, I feel like we just got insulted. It, re- <laughs> we, we <did>. it reminds <laughs> we me of really something did. in uh, 92 that Shaft actually said near the end, like immediately John picked up on the uh, resemblance of the pentagonal structure and the dome and like well maybe drag can get in with his ring that was great because that's exactly what i was trying to allude to so that was perfect i was so happy that you like immediately john picked up on that that was great and n- yeah. none of us thought of it except for john i thought right. blinking into it that would have been brilliant oh sure. i wish you had tried that, that would not have ended well <laughs> for paul's ring no, there's, I there's no way also, I don't know about the action figure question. John could maybe paint minis. They're in production. Um... <laughs> yeah, you know, with, I mean... with the pandemic, there's been some delays, but uh, they're coming. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. Can you imagine pandemic, if we had action figures? Sad. Man, that would be awesome. But with it, it would be really cool to have action figures of your, your characters. That would be awesome. Our characters would have to survive. <laughs> could it be like one where you push a button and they have a catchphrase? Oh, that yeah, like a cool. pull string. I'm yeah, not sure yeah, if like we can a, afford that, guys. That's like a pull string in the budget. And Falzrin's like, oh yeah, what would what would Falzrin say? <laughs> Hi, I'm Falzrin. I trust <laughs> you. No. This See, is they're just misunderstood. <laughs> they're misunderstood, or I can hold my breath and say, swim well. <laughs> I can swim really, really. Yeah, I can right. hold my breath for a oh, really yeah. long time. <laughs> I would say that. Uh, me, yeah. You know, by the power of Thor. Yeah, yeah. Like, by yes. the power of Thor. <laughs> what would Shafts be? I don't trust them. <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like, hey, hey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, baby. <laughs> and Shakara's would be like, eat flame, eat flame, eat flame. That's awesome. Well, then, like we could put out like uh, Gozer and Thoth, so they would be a limited run because they're dead, yes. and like, <laughs> yes, they oh, become collectors' items. What would Thoth be? What would Thoth be? Oh my gosh, we could. Hang on to them, keep them in their original packaging, and that'll be our retirement. Uh, what would Thuffs be? It's been so long since I've had to be Thuffed. I don't even know how to do his voice anymore. Oh, man. It's like, it would probably suddenly be like, uh, yes, King, King Gozer or something like that. Yes, yeah. King. <laughs> yes, King. Yes. I miss Yeah, no, Good that would times. be very, very cool. Good Why have we not thought of this before? Dean. Way to go, D. If you want to help fund the action figure, <laughs> become a patron. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Incorrigible Party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our Patreon is uh, action figure exclusive at this point. <laughs> Screw everything else. Yeah, we need another stretch goal. We can't see each other in person right now anyway. I'll call Kenner. <laughs> yeah, call Titterman and have him uh, yeah. give you some mock-ups. I need an exclusive print run. Uh, we're looking at 10. <laughs> the more exclusive, the better, you know? That's true. Limited supply. Like I'm saying, I demand. we each keep one of each and keep it in its original packaging, sell it on yeah. eBay in, in 10, 20, 30 years. And well, exactly. That's the thing. The value isn't in the initial, the initial release, right? Like, yeah, we could sell them now, but like that's we're not gonna, we don't make that money. Once those people that buy them resell them in a decade, they make the money. So we don't get anything for it. So our podcast yeah. isn't immortalized for 20, 30 years? Okay. All right. Well, they become more expensive when somebody dies, right? Like, there I would think go. the I mean, Ren figure will again, be like much you're more. the first yeah. to go. You're the oldest, right? So, I mean, no, He's sorry. talking about the players. Or oh. the characters, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Even, yeah. Even, even if, uh, even though I'm older, I don't, I don't know if I'd bet my money that way. <laughs> <laughs> I just so 
sounded so mean because I misunderstood. <laughs> Not the first time you've made that comment. I'm. I don't uh... think Dean was thinking that we would be action figures of us. <laughs> <laughs> It I mean, mine would basically joke. be Stretch Armstrong. I mean, I already have it, actually. <laughs> I like making fun of John's age. Occasionally, the jokes involve death. I'm sorry. That's a little too far. I'm sorry. But now we can get to Emma's question. How much of a party does it need to be to be an after party? It has to be at least uh, 37.5% of a party before it qualifies to be an after party. Why 375 what do you mean? Why? It's it's this it's this not so complex but still very algorithmic equation in which party goers and party planners. It's very standard industry, like party True. planning standard for the industry. It's so just, you, once you, you reach that thirty-seven point five, exactly, the algorithm jumps in. The algorithm then splits into several different options. There you go, and then You've that's got the the thirty-seven point five to forty-five percent. Then you got the forty-five percent to seventy percent. <laughs> different demos. So of, of if you get exactly too many people, is it no longer an after party? Well, no, because you can have over a hundred percent and still just be like hundred fifty percent. Wouldn't party. it just be the same party in a different location? No, because it's not necessarily each party an after party. At some point, the change happens into the after party. And I mean, an after party could technically have an after after party. What the heck are you talking about? It could. Yeah, maybe that's where the splice is. Once you get to 200%, it splits into an after after party. That's exactly and, then there's, and then there's the 200 to 237.5%. Then there's the 237.5%. And then it resets. Exactly. 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 Right. It just, yeah, yeah. It's, mm. it's a circle. We've talked about it circles It is a circle. Already. It's a it's circle. It's an algorithmic circle. I just can't get away from it. I still don't think I understand the question. There also needs to be... Um, streamers. There has to be streamers. Of course. Confetti? There's got to be streamers. Twitch? There's got to be streamers? a few... Maybe a few balloons. I don't know. Champagne? Maybe. Champagne? Champagne? Mimosas. I like me a good mimosa. That's the morning after parties. That's the, the morning, morning after after, after party. Oh, boy. Oh, that's a good one. Look what you've done, Emma. <laughs> All right. There's your uh, preview for this episode. Uh, there's a sound bite. <laughs> yeah, that's the sound bite right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to go with morning after. <laughs> that's what I meant. That's what I meant was the sound bite. This is where we're digging this, deep yeah. into it. This is what we're not now. going to do. <laughs> and I've been Bill and Falzerin. Okay. <laughs> The problem with you starting is that nobody knows what the hell to do now. <laughs> What's the order? <laughs> okay, anything else we want to talk about? Nothing but the butt plugs, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, usually, you know. Fill it in, Elena. <laughs> Fill us in. Yes. Um, Discord. Our Discord is becoming more and more active. Hop on it if you're not already in there. Um, you can you can find it if you look around the places. Website, Twitter, <laughs> yada, yada. It's a treasure hunt. <laughs> Yeah, good luck to you guys. If you can find it, you are worthy. Yeah, so you can find all the links at encouragementparty.com. Yeah, yeah. We got merch. We've had more folks uh, getting merch. So that's always fun. We got Lelander merch, kids. We got Lelander merch. Yeah, we didn't promote that. You can put it on a sleeveless shirt. It's perfect. that's it. That's the only way you can order it. How do I shut down the merch store again? Yeah, ha- hashtag Team Leelanders is, is growing by the second. Like At this point. I have a counter that, oh, it's dinging. You can't hear it, obviously, but it's rotating. It's, it's clear. Every time a new Team Leelanders merch gets sold, the 
Yeah, an angel, an angel gets its wings. An angel gets its wings, <laughs> and Leland's counter goes up. Are you sure that's an angel? More like a devil <laughs> gets inspiration. That's true. All that inspiration is going to kill us, you guys. It's not funny. Yes. As, mu- as much as I like to joke about everyone giving, well, it's not a joke. Everyone is giving Leland inspiration. <laughs> and again, you give Leland inspiration by contributing to our Patreon. But, so. yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We we thank you. We are blown away by how many people are are very generously supporting us, and it, it's amazing. So thank you all. It's ridiculous. We're just a bunch of people that are weird and having fun, and you're giving us money to do that, and it's crazy. Yes, we're very grateful. We're very grateful, and you might kill us. So I mean, we're grateful until that point. Honestly, this this podcast certainly serves for myself as like a, a mental health therapy, especially in you know these times God, it's so nice to be able to play yes. just sit down and play with yeah, the four of you sure. absolutely goof I off agree. and escape escape until you need to get up and take a break escape. and then come back to us yes no it's been it's been good oh man you guys the next episodes are so good they tune sure in are. listen they're so good We've- We've got another NPC guest. I'm, we've already talked about this, but... A million times we've talked about it, but Matthew Jude. <laughs> yes. yes. You may have heard of him. Matthew Wait, Jude. <laughs> you were Dead waiting silence. for applause. Yeah, with, yeah with all your <laughs> now that you Listen, now that you acknowledge the silence, he has to leave the it's, silence it's in. in the, this yeah, is oh, uh, You know what? Every, every time I say the name Matthew Jude, uh, a blank... State washes over my brain and face as well. I, yeah. I loved having Matthew on the podcast. He was great. He was. It was so fun. He's to not going to be on for like another three episodes yet. So preemptive, Ugh. premature. We're not quite there yet. Let's come on. Sign the fuck already. off and get out of here. Anticipation is the best uh, seasoning. Oh, or something like that. <laughs> there's, there's a saying. Oh my gosh. Oh my god! <laughs> just end it. Let's call it. Let's line start, up. start us off, John. Right. Right. Time I, of I, death. I was, I was waiting for it all to fizzle. Seven forty-four p.m. <laughs> call. All us. right. I've been John and Shaft. I've been Emily and Shakara. I'm Elena. Wait. <laughs> That's good enough. Go on. Bill. I said my name really weird. I've been Bill and Falzer. No. I'm. I'm a, let me redo it. He can edit. <laughs> No. Yes. It's much, it's much he, better this listen, way. Listen, he can edit. I'm Elena and Mia. I've been Bill and Falzerin. Please edit it. Please. Fucking 30, 30 <laughs> fucking after parties Happy and we still can't. <laughs>